if you feel frustrated that things aren't going as quickly as you would like, or if you get frustrated when things don't turn out the way you want them to, then I think it's time to develop your farmer mindset. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Your farmer mindset. So I'll explain. I was telling a friend that anytime I have bad news, the person I most do not want to tell is my dad. And the reason is because he's like sweet and sensitive and he wears his heart on his sleeve and he's so loving. And I don't ever want to be the one to deliver the bad news to him. But I should probably get over this because every time I do, he always takes it really well. And I was telling a friend and she said, do you think it's because he's a farmer? And I thought about it. And yes, I do think it's because he's a farmer. So I grew up on a farm in rural Missouri. And even though as a kid, I did a lot more um, popping green beans and canning and playing with kittens than like tractor driving, I still learned so much about patience and resilience and, and things that are just continuing to help me as I grow and as I become future Mel. So today we're going to talk about how to achieve your dreams, how to become five-star future you using lessons from the farm. Yay! (laughs) So here we go. Lesson number one from the farm. Know what you don't control. Know what you don't control. So farmers work really, 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 really hard. They work super hard. They put blood, sweat, tears, time, money into everything they do, right? Plants, animals. And guess what? All of that stuff lives outside. It lives outside where they don't control the elements, right? They don't control the weather. My dad was telling me this story about how when he was little, they had just mowed hay. And when you mow hay, you cut it down and then it's got to lay on the ground and dry out, okay? You can't, you can't put it in bales while it's still wet or it'll get all moldy and ruined. So you cut the hay and you always try to do it when it looks like it's not gonna rain. <laughs> When you think it's not going to rain and you're going to have a few days for it to cure before you rake it and bale it. So he was little. They just cut hay and a thunderstorm popped up. So he ran and told my great grandpa, oh, my gosh, it's going to rain. What are we going to do? And my great grandpa said, let it rain. Right. Let it rain. You don't control the weather. But. There's two things I want to point out here. Yeah, first of all, my great-grandpa didn't get all worked up because, or my great-grandpa didn't try to stop the rain, which would have been completely uh, an effort in vain. 
But the other thing is he did not get worked up. If you have ever read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, which is a great book. I have read it multiple times and every time I read it, I get something new out of it. Stephen Covey talks about the word responsibility and how that means we have the ability to choose our response. So you have the ability to choose whether or not you get worked up about these things you don't control. You don't control the weather. But what else, you know, since you're probably not a farmer, what else do you not control that you're letting get you all riled up? Is it other people? Is it the choices that your adult children are making? Is it what's happening at your local writing chapter? Is it what's happening in the government? Is it what's happening at work? Things that you don't actually control? What's happening that you need to let go of? And, and please listen, I am not telling you to not try to make positive impact where you can, right? If you're gonna put yourself on the board of an organization, you're gonna make a positive impact, awesome. But if you're not, then getting all worked up about it is not helping you. So there have been times in, in my life, especially there have been times in my life where I've gotten really worked up about what other people are choosing to do. And usually it's other people in my family, right? I don't get to decide. I don't get to decide what the other members of my family are going to do with their lives. That's their life. They have to live it, right? It does me no good to get worked up over it. So how do you let it go? I have literally made a list before. Have you ever been in a situation where like you have the stress feelings, you have the stress hormones, but you've momentarily forgotten what you feel so stressed about? And you're like, oh, why? Why do I feel this way? What? Oh, and then you remember the eight things you're stressed about. And then you go on about your day and you forget again. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you, and then you latch onto them and you roll them around in your mind so you don't forget them again. Right? I know I cannot possibly be the only person that hangs on to the feeling but forgets and then remembers and then forgets and then remembers. It's a terrible cycle. I have literally made a list and taped it up. Mel, you do not control these things. Let them go. This person's decisions, what that person chose to buy, what this person is doing with their life. We don't control it. So if you find that you are stressing over the weather, you can learn to just let it rain by making a list and letting it go. The things that you do not control. So that's lesson number one from the farm. Lesson number two, pull the weeds. Pull the weeds or they will take over. I, when, when we first moved into this house, we decided to start a garden. I grew up canning and gardening and it only made sense that with my first home, I would carry on the tradition of gardening. So we plowed up a portion of the yard. And I don't know if you know this, but if you're starting a brand new garden in a spot that used to have grass in it, the grass is still pretty insistent that that's their home and it just keeps growing and growing and growing, right? So you have to till it and you have to hoe it and you have to get in there and pull the grass out if you want your tomatoes to have even like a chance of making it. And more importantly, if you are like Mel and you are terrified of snakes and you want yourself to be able to go into the garden later to 
to harvest the tomatoes, right? You got to pull the grass out. If you, if you don't pull the weeds, they'll choke out the good things that you're trying to grow, right? So what are the weeds in your life? How about bad habits? If you have habits that are not helping you become future you, right? Let's say they're even the opposite of helping you. They are taking you further and further and further away from future you. Let's say future you is in great health, but present you has a habit of not exercising. Not exercising can be a habit. Not doing a thing can be a habit, right? So if you have a habit of not exercising, how's future you ever going to be healthy? It's probably not going to happen. These bad habits, the longer you hold on to them, the more they get ingrained, the deeper their roots get, and the harder they're going to be to pull out, and they will choke out your dream. If you have a desire to be healthy and you smoke every day, right, that habit is going to kill that dream of health. So what other weeds do you have in your life? How about people? Are there any people in your life who want to kill your dreams? I've definitely had people in my life when I've said, I'm going to do this thing. And they're like, that'll never happen. You'll never do it. It's too hard. Oh, now, luckily for me, when you tell me I can't do something, it's like feeds my motivation. No, but still, it was very disheartening to tell those people. Like, let's say you're going to open a restaurant. And you tell your best friend you're going to open a restaurant. And she's like, well, most restaurants fail in the first year. It's so hard. Do you really want to work every weekend? That kind of person is a weed that will smother your dreams. Now, I'm never going to be the person to tell you to cut somebody out completely. Right? I'm not. If it's your mom who wants to smother your dreams, right? I'm not telling you to cut your mom out, but you can be more careful about how you spend time with these people, okay? If they're a weed, don't tell them your dreams, first of all, right? If you know they're only gonna give you negative feedback that's gonna make you feel like garbage, don't tell them. Also, you can be less available for their texts, for their emails. You can be slower at replying to their phone calls. Pull the weeds or they will choke your dreams. Got it? All right, lesson number two, three. Lesson number three, you're gonna love this one. Watch where you step. <laughs> Watch where you step. I probably don't have to explain uh, too much what I mean about this one, but I'll just say that the farm that I grew up on had cows. And if you weren't paying attention to where you step, Squish, right? I hope you had your boots on because it'll definitely go up higher than your tennis shoes. Okay, so how does this apply to you and your dreams? When we compare ourselves to others, we're not watching where we step. When we're looking out here to see what everybody else is doing, when we're listening to this advice and that advice and this advice and that advice and this advice and trying to apply everything at the same time and not acknowledging what works for you, then you're not watching where you step. <clears throat> when you do all that, not only is it distracting, right? And this might be on social media. It might be in your real life that you're constantly comparing. 
not only is it distracting, but it drowns out your own voice, right? If we get all these other voices going on in our heads, it's hard to hear the sound of your own thoughts. It's hard to hear your own creativity. It's hard to hear your own voice. And that is what makes you special. Your voice, your creativity, your thoughts, they're yours. Nobody else has them. But you can let them be drowned out if you're constantly looking around at what everybody else is doing. Got it? Watch where you step or you'll step in. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You want to know how a coaching program can be do it yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There is no one size fits all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. All right, next lesson. Growth takes time. Growth takes time. So whether it's plants or animals that a farmer's growing, they know that you don't plant a seed in the ground and eat corn tomorrow, right? You plant the seed in July. No, I'm gonna get my farm months wrong. Depends on where you live. I'm just not even gonna guess, right? But you plant the little piece of potato in the ground and then you wait months and months and months and months and then you have potatoes. If you're planting fruit trees, then you wait years and years and years and years and then you have apples, right? You don't plant and then harvest the next day. You plant a seed and then you nurture that plant as it grows, as it gets stronger, and then it produces fruit and you get to harvest it. So how does this apply to you? Different parts of your business are in different stages, plant, nurture, harvest. And we are very likely to get frustrated that we're not harvesting fruit when we're not even in the harvest stage, okay? If you just opened your course yesterday, you can't be mad that a thousand people haven't signed up yet, right? That's a little plant that you gotta nurture and bring people to it so that they can buy it, so that then you can start harvesting, right? Sometimes we get frustrated when the idea of a seed that we haven't even planted isn't even making fruit yet. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever gotten a creative idea and before you've even taken a step forward, you've already talked yourself out of it 
and you're already frustrated because it's not going to work. Oh, but you didn't even try to plant it. Right. So in your business, divide it up. What are you planting? What are you nurturing? What are you harvesting? If you're writing a book, okay, if you're writing that book, you're in the planting stage. You're planting that seed. Once it's published, you're in the nurturing stage. Very few books get published and then are like, bestsellers of all time. And millions of people buy them, right? You got to nurture that little book and you got to get readers to come buy it so they can tell other readers about it. And then as the book starts to grow and gain popularity, then you're more in the harvesting stage. But at the same time, you're probably back in the planting stage because you're writing another book, right? You got different things in your business at different stages. Divide it up and then this will help you develop patience because you can't be mad that the manuscript you're writing is not making money yet. Which sounds obvious, right? But you also can't be mad that the little baby book that you just published isn't really doing what you want it to yet. You've got to nurture your little plants until they turn into glorious apple trees, right? Okay, next lesson. Most things are not ruined. Most things are not ruined. Here's what I mean. Um, on a farm, everything breaks all the time. Everything breaks all the time. Tractors, tillers, mowers, fishing poles, like everything breaks all the time. And on the farm I grew up on anyway, um, my grandparents survived the Great Depression on that farm. We didn't throw anything away and almost everything was fixable, right? I've seen a, a car door fixed with a glove. I don't know how the glove fixed it, but you're not supposed to get in on that side of the truck and you're not supposed to take the glove out of the door because somehow the glove was holding the door to the truck. With your business, with your creative endeavors, with your life, most things are not ruined, but most things will break. You are not going to be perfect. You're going to make lots of mistakes. Some things you're going to launch and they're going to be epic failures. I launched a business that you've never heard of in 2014. And I thought it was going to be amazing. And I spent hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars on it. And it was a big fat failure. But you know what? I still met people when I was doing it. I still made these contacts. I still wrote copy that I was able to use later. It's how and why I started my newsletter. You can still replan, repurpose, create a new strategy, and then Remember the final farm lesson, which is a little dirt never hurt. So get back up. Get back up. I was one of those kids who had a lot of adults in her life who did not let her throw tantrums. And it was baloney. No, uh, I fell down a lot. I Like a lot. Like it's probably a limiting belief that I'm klutzy, but like, man. 
holes in my jeans and like dirt in my hair. And because I couldn't ever just fall a little, it always had to be like a, a dramatic tumble or I, I put the four wheeler into a big ditch or it was always exciting. Right. But no matter what age I was, the adults would say, brush it off, brush the dirt off. You're fine. Get back up. And you have to do the same thing. That failure, that big business failure that I had a long time ago, if I hadn't gotten back up, you wouldn't see me here right now, right? Failure is not fatal, right? You've got to get back up. So today's challenge for you, today's challenge for you, lessons from the farm. Identify the weeds in your life and figure out how you're going to Cut them back, pull them out. Two, you're going to make a list of where you're at with these different creative endeavors that you have. Are you planting? Are you nurturing? Or are you harvesting? Okay, and you're going to get better at being patient with your sweet little baby plants who just need your love and attention. Think of them like little puppies. They're so cute. And they need your love and attention. And then you're going to remind yourself to watch your step. Pay attention to what you're doing. Don't let all the other voices drown out what's special about you. Remember that most things can be fixed. No matter if you mess up or not, it's probably not ruined. And so re-strategize, replan, and get back up. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're gonna have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.